Hello, I'm Michael. You might know me from the XP Bar Podcast. Today, I am sneaking under the airwaves to do my own thing. My own thing being one of these bootleg bars that I was challenged to. So I'm currently at the XP Bar brand cidery. We are at a cidery. And uh, I'm here with Bev. Say hi, Bev. You can't hear Bev. She's busy playing with the XP Bar official 808. We use that for our trap remixes. Um, So the only reason I am doing this today is because I was challenged to copy host Tucker's uh, previous previous XP Bar, where he outlined the plot of four games from memory that he has not played in years. I have been issued the same challenge and given four games that they think I know, and I think I maybe know. And we will be tugging at the heartstrings here. I apologize if I'm not very good at this. This is not... I, I'm not good at the, the podcast radio thing. That's Tucker's job. He cleans it up. Makes it look nice. Isn't that right, Bev? Yes. Okay. So, so the, four, so the first of these four games I was challenged to was uh, the first Halo. Halo 1. Combat Evolved, you know. The, the first-person shooter where you're a spaceman, but also a genetically engineered super soldier in a set of armor, but also the faceless one, because he can be, like, self-insert. So anyway, 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 <clears throat> we are in the future. We are in the it's future. 500 years. 500 years. 500 years. There are stars. We're on a spaceship. There's a genocidal war being fought by aliens against people. Why? Well, you'll have to read the books for that. So you're in the spaceship, right? Yep, you're you're flying through space. It's clear that you're fleeing something. At least that's what it's implied that is the case. Um, ship is the Pillar of Autumn. Kind of a cool name for a ship, yeah? Yep, yep. Big, big hulking guy. And you are at this ring world. Yeah, it's like a world, but it's a ring. They call it Halo, which is where, you know, obviously the, the game title comes from. So you're at Halo, right? Yeah. And uh, you're surprised to find... These aliens you were fleeing, the Covenant, were there with you the whole time. Which means they were at the ring world before you were there. So it's weird. The whole thing is strange, right? But anyway, they board you, so you do this like spaceship fight, you're like shooting the bad guys, they go wort wort wort. Um they're the ones that have the shields, the jackals, they're the elites, the Sangheli, if you will. There are the the Ungagoi, if you will, the the grunts. So yeah, you do like these cool space fights and things like that. You're like mowing through aliens and they're like throwing plasma grenades and shooting lasers and you're shooting machine guns at them. And you get to this escape pod, right? And you flee the Pillar of Autumn and you land on the ring world. The Halo. So like, you're on Halo, right? And the ship itself crashes someplace else. That's not important right now. You're on the Halo and like, you've escaped. You've escaped the Pillar. And now you have to rally the guys, rally the other the other humans who have survived this spaceship battle. And you're like hiding and stuff, and you're finding out that this whole thing is like an artificial world. There's light bridges and ancient aliens. Get used to that. And you're like you're and while you're doing this, you're shooting the shooting the bad aliens, shooting the covenant. And and uh they vary the combat a bit, so you're like shooting the Covenant with snipers, you're like shooting them with, 
with with rocket launchers. You get the Jeep, the Warthog, and it's fun. You're just going like point A to point B, gathering up the guys, and they're all like, "Ooh, because they all talk like U.S. military, even though we're 500 years in the future and a United Earth government. And uh, yeah, so you're you're re regrouping, and you decide, you know what, we can go on the offensive. I think there's a part in there where you like rescue someone from a spaceship. Yeah, there is. It's like a whole prison break, and yeah, so. You, you break them out of the spaceship, right? And you, you rally the guys, and you're like, we're going to go on the offensive. So the offensive is you go get this this key, right? No, you find the map to find the key. So you get go find the map, the quote-unquote silent cartographer. And you get the map to find the key. You go hunt down the key. The idea being that, you know, you want to do something? I don't remember why you wanted the key. There was a reason you wanted the key. I don't... It's weird because you don't really meet the whole like mechanism of Halo until like a couple, well later. But you're you're getting the key, right? Key to the Halo, the index. And and while you've got this index, Cortana, the naked blue lady in the back of your head, is saying that you need to go stop Keys, the captain of the Pillar of Autumn, from doing the thing, because he's going to find out what the Covenant left behind, or something. Or like the Covenant were in a place that they shouldn't have been, and they opened something. So you go and find that out, and there's this really spooky, like, swampy place, and you're going in, right? You're going in to find out what's going on. And then you get this, like, recording. And this recording has, like, keys getting attacked by a pussy blob monster. And the rest of his marines getting attacked by a pussy blob monster. And you're like, oh my god, these pussy blob monsters. And you shoot the, pl the blob monsters and try to escape. And then you escape and you meet this floating eye called 343 Guilty Spark. Because he is the one in charge of this installation, this halo. I don't remember if this is where you find out there's like seven or eight or nine of these things. Eight? Nine? There's multiple halos, right? Right? Enough for a full series of games. Um... So, he's like, you need to fire the halo to contain the flood. And you're like, yeah, this makes sense, let's do this. So you go do his thing, and he takes you to the library. The library, I use air quotes because there aren't any books really, but you're like fighting through all these other bug guys, and they're like bug covenant, they're like bug people, the, the flood. The flood, low infection forms have infected and created these like soldier forms, and they shoot at you and stuff, and you shoot at them back, and it's all, you're doing this for a while, maybe a little too long, and... Wait, is this where you get the index? This is where you get the index. Right, right, you don't get the index with Cortana. She's just in the computer and gets scared. So then you get the index because he wants you to fire the Halo, the uh, 343 Guilty Spark. So you, you get the key, you get the index, right? Yeah. And you take it to Cortana, and you're about to fire it, and she's all like, no, because if you do this, it kills all life. You see, the only way to control the flood was to kill all organic life so they have nothing to eat, so you starve them. And so then they think, you know what? We are not going to fire Halo, because that's bad. So the floating eye, the 343 Guilty Spark, turns on you, has the Sentinels attack you, the Sentinels being the laser robot drones that he has kind of protecting the Halo. And these, they're all ancient, by the way. These are all ancient alien things. So, right, so you're like, you've got Cortana back in your back of your head, 
and you've got the index and you run because you don't want to fire the halo you decide you should blow halo up so the first thing you do because you need like some kind of neural implant or something so you need the captain of the ship keys but he was taken by the flood so now he's on the ship that you rescued him from originally the alien ship the covenant ship and you have to fight your way into the covenant ship shooting all the aliens things and then you find that he is like a brain form of the flood it's like this command and control console kind of thing he coordinates the other aliens and you're like okay we can rescue him and then you can't so then keys who's like the like your friend right you guys have like a a familiar relationship in a way and it's this emotional moment when you have to you, i mean keys is dead ish he's infected by the flood and then you kill him to take the implant because you need the implant to do what you're going to do and what you're going to do is blow up the pillar of autumn's nuclear engines because doing so breaks halo and you want to break halo because you don't want the covenant to fire this you don't want the aliens to fire this because doing so would end all organic life right yeah so you got the implants you go back to the ship you fight your way through the ship and you do this like weird level thing where you have to like fire up all the the reactors they overload they're about to overload you get in a warthog and you drive like miles down this long path and it's one of the funnest things ever in a video game you're like getting attacked by the special ops forms of the covenant because you can tell because they're in black armor you're getting attacked by the flood there's like cool music in the background you know there's at least one other human alive on the planet and that's Fohammer. She's like the Pelican pilot. She pilots the gun, sh the Pelican dropship that's been carrying around the map. And she's like, I'm going to meet you. And everything, you think it's going to be good. And she'll be the one that takes you away because these things can survive in space. They can survive in a vacuum. But you get to a point and Fohammer dies. He gets shot down. It's this really emotional moment because they build Fohammer up in a way where she's like the anonymous. It's like the, 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 the driver character. If this was like a heist film she's you know she's reliable she's always there they don't really get into her her story too much but you know she has a a personality they give her a personality so it's sad when she when when the pelican gets shot down so then you're like wait no there's still a fighter jet on this thing or not a fighter jet a space fighter the longsword fighter one of the long swords and you so you take the warthog and you go to the longsword and there's this really dramatic finish where you're running by all the guys you can't kill them because you won't have time so then you hop in and fly away just as halo blows up and as you're flying away you come to the realization everyone's dead but you think you know things are really just beginning and then there's like this final final bit where you see 343 guilty spark fly away whoosh so we're set up for a sequel, right? And guess what the second game that Tucker needs me to try to explain the plot to is? Mario Kart 8! That's right, it's Halo 2. Good job, Bev. Proud of you. Uh, you can't see Bev right now. She is... She's not in the studio anymore. I don't know where she is. I, 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 I'm going to be honest. I don't know much about Bev. I don't know who she is. She kind of terrifies me. Um, she's waving hi. Uh, anyway, Halo. Halo 2. Right. So, Halo 2, it's doing, like, this contrasting thing, right? You have, like, because now we're in two different plots, two main plots, right? Because you've still got Master Chief. I think that's the first time I said Master Chief. 
That's the main character. Three fourth uh Master Chief Spartan one one seven John. And he he's the main character of the Halo franchise. So you've got his story where he's getting like a medal for his service on the Halo and blowing it up and saving humanity. And he's there with Sergeant Johnson, who's this like wise, cracking, fun, gunnery sergeant stereotype. And you it's weird as to why he's still there because you watched him get attacked by the flood in the first one. But you see there's a, there's a canonical reason he is there because he has space cancer that kills the flood. And then he winds up on a pelican gunship, a, one, a different one that got away with a bunch of other people. But that's in one of the books, so you don't hear about that really. Either way, he's on Earth with you, and you guys get medals because you fought the Flood and the Covenant and blew up the Halo and were heroes. So, you're getting your medal and then, like, the Covenant attack. But before you, before the Covenant attack, we jump over to High Charity. It's like the big floating capital ship of the Covenant. It looks a little like a screw. And it's you get introduced to a little more about the covenant you know you've got these other species the brutes the drones the prophets the prophets are like these holy figures that kind of control the covenant and they are accosting the commander of the fleet that was protecting the first halo and you find that you're also by another halo i guess that's important too the high charity is in front of another halo and they are no, you're by the remains of the original Halo. Yeah, you're by the remains of the original Halo. And you're there. And ye, the fleet commander is being scrutinized. He's like being being told that you have failed. You blew up this holy relic because they worship the original ancient aliens, the Forerunner. Right, yep. So you have these two things happening. One, he's being condemned to... The Arbiter's being condemned to death. His name will be the Arbiter. He's being condemned to death because of his failure to protect the Halo, while Master Chief is back on Earth being uh, heralded as a hero because he defeated the Covenant on Halo. And then a different fleet of Covenant ships attack Earth. So then you're doing this big battle of Earth, and you're shooting can space cannons and protecting the space cannons. They plant a bomb on the space cannons as their way to get around the space cannons rather than trying to you know, attack them with warships and stuff like that. So... You have these these things, these like entry pods, attach themselves to the space cannons and drop a big bomb off, right? So your fight is to get to this big bomb. So then you can get to this big bomb, activate the big bomb, and then when someone says, Master Chief, what are you doing? And then he will say, Sir, I'm giving the Covenant back their bomb. And then he kicks it into space and follows it down into a Covenant warship and then flee, and then like boots himself out of range of the explosion and the covenant warship that you threw the bomb at explodes and it's all like yeah action hero nonsense die hard too and so the battle of earth is happening you're back on earth you're protecting the african megacity of new mombasa and because there's a giant space elevator here too you kill the first scarab you ever see it's a giant bug thing with a big laser cannon uh it's all fun all cool you meet some new alien types this is when you first fight the drones this is you get jackals with snipers now and everything's all crazy and action game from the early 2000s and and so this is all happening meanwhile over on high charity you've got the arbiter who is the commander who's being like given this final job as one of the covenant's elite soldiers to regain like 
whatever holy favor he lost by losing Halo, by leading the elites on these, like, suicide missions. And one of them is to go kill a bunch of heretics who know the truth about the Halos, right? Because the Halos kill all life when they're fired. They don't send you on some great religious journey. Or maybe they do. I don't know what you believe. But... So you're blowing up this, like, Forerunner fuel stop where the heretics are at so you can kill the heretic leader. And he's got a jetpack, and it's all like, this is definitely a dumb early 2000s video game. And meanwhile, and you do that, but you've been kind of told what is the nature of Halo and stuff like that. Meanwhile, back on Earth, Master Chief is fighting the space aliens. They've got this these guys on the run. You find out it's a small fleet. Why is it a small fleet? Because they didn't expect to find people on Earth. But that's Halo 3. We'll worry about that later. Um, so it flees, and then you're on the spaceship with your buddy Captain Keys' daughter, Commander Keys, and then Sergeant Johnson, and you chase after them in this little frigate called Forward Unto Dawn. Um, and you go to the next Halo you hear about, Installation Zero 5. It's the fifth of these Halos, right? Yeah. And you're chasing the Prophet. I think the Prophet of Regret. And you hunt him down on Halo and you punch him to death. Uh, after like chasing him through ruins or whatever because ancient aliens and stuff. So meanwhile the Arbiter is teleported to Installation 05 for some... I forget kind of what goes on there. Like I'm going to be honest, like the whole middle part of this game I don't think matters as much. But like... Things happen to where Master Chief is, like, captured by the Flood, because the Flood are alive here already. And the Arbiter is captured by the Flood, and you meet this giant talking plant called Gravemind, who is, like, the most advanced form of the Flood, and, like, the the uh, harbinger of Flood epidemics. Yeah. So, and then... Like, something happens to where this, this, the brutes on High Charity overthrow the elites. The elites being the, like, the cornerstone of the Covenant. So it breaks out this huge Covenant civil war and stuff. And you're with, like, and you have two roles now. Um, Master Chief has to do something on High Charity. And, and, and. Arbiter is on the installation to stop the brutes from firing the installation because Gravemind can tap into the teleportation network these things have. Right? It's like cool, like hard sci-fi kind of thing. Not hard sci-fi, loose sci-fi. We're like, we're in like space magic territory right now. And, because uh, the Covenant want to fire the rings because their idea, it's their idea of like salvation. So the Arbiter has to stop them from firing the rings while Master Chief is on high charity for some reason. I forget why. Uh, and it's just like fighting through high charity, uh, breaking Benjamin music is there because it's the early 2000s, but it's like an instrumental one. And like 14, 15 year old me thought it was like the coolest thing in the world. It's like, dun, 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 um, Master Chief leaves Cortana behind on the high charity. You, the, and flees under like this dreadnought that's going towards earth this big forerunner dreadnought that powered the high charity the flood take over high charity uh meanwhile the arbiter kills a bunch of the brutes and and is like fighting the main brute tartarus who has like this giant hammer that goes whoosh and 
you're the arbiter, you're helping the humans while you're doing this. Um, meanwhile, uh, Commander Keys is like parkouring around the ring to turn it off and gets it. And you stop the halo from firing, you kill Tartarus. And everyone's like, well, where? And then there's like this this like plot reveal where 343 Guilty Spark's alive and he's all like, well, where do you think they're going to fire it remotely? Well, where are they firing it remotely? Why the Ark, of course. As though it's like, you should know this because, you know, Corona are related to humans, right? Yeah, that's the hint. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep, mm-hmm, yep. And, and meanwhile, like the last parts of this game that you see, Master Chief is like, like uh, he's on the Forerunner Dreadnought. And he's being flown back to Earth because the Covenant fleet is now attacking Earth because they know it's like the where they the humans live, right? It's like their their main planet, their home planet. But also like the Covenant Civil War is happening, so the elites are fighting the brutes. Now the brutes are like the Covenant Vanguard, and it's like this huge explosiony mess, like a huge battle is happening, and and Master Chief is on the ship, and he gets like this message, like Master Chief, what are you doing on that ship? And he's like, sir, finishing this fight. And that's Halo 2. And I love it, and it's dumb, and it's really great. Yeah. 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 So I'm actually only going to do one more. I'm not going to do four games. I will do three. So the final game that I will try to describe the plot to is one that is near and dear to my heart, even though I should know better. Uh, it is The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. Um, it was like my first Zelda game, so I love it a lot, right? And I like how it has this darker tone, so that's what's going to come through here. So, right, your Link, or your whatever you want to name Link. I named him Michael in my first playthrough, like me. And what happens... Oh yeah, you're doing like fun kiddo stuff. You're learning the mechanics by like fishing and chasing down baskets and stuff. You're like you're in this little farm village. You're all farmers. It's like cute little rural rural fantasy elf land. Um you save the kid from the uh a kid and a monkey from like the the evil monkey things. The Bobo, uh, what are their names? I don't know, uh, like the Bobo Links? They'll be the Bobo Links now, kind of like the little bird. Um, there's an actual name for them, I don't know. But you you rescue your buddy, and your friend, the kid, and like this little monkey who's really cute. And then darkness happens. Yeah, like some big cataclysmic event just goes down and takes over and spreads twilight over the kingdom of hilia which is where all the zelda games are hylia i guess tucker said is how it's pronounced so so and in this you get attacked by one of these giant monsters that make like a horn noise and they turn you into a wolf because you're like you have like a piece of the triforce in you right so you go and like the way everything's work works out is that you're a wolf now so, you're a wolf now, and I forget why, but you're also at, like, Hyrule Castle when this happens, and you have to do, like, this, this mini dungeon where you go through Hyrule Castle, and you find Princess Zelda, and she's still a person, and, like, what happens? Right, okay, okay. 
you you have this like revelatory moment where you talk with them and stuff like that and then you go out of the darkness and you're in like the light place but everything is all twilight and everyone thinks you're a monster because you're still like as a wolf and it's like why are you a wolf still and you have to figure out the way to get the cure i forget how you cure the wolf thing how do you cure the wolf thing some kind of magic yeah deus ex magica uh so you get the you you cure yourself as the wolf and you go through this first dungeon the first dungeon is the place where you actually saved a little monkey once oh yeah because you have to awaken the spirits in these places the like light spirits that protect all of these areas when you do that by killing bugs and collecting all the light that you can bring back in these like prayer beads and bring them to the the fount the the places where these light spirits are and they come back to life and they open these places and they turn you back into a human when you do so and so then you do your first dungeon and this in the meantime you've met midna who is like this impish little figure who bad mouths you and thinks you're a dumb wolf and her slave um she's also like she helps you and she's also probably the best written character in the series you didn't hear that from me um so then you go like forest temple and you fight a monkey who slaps his butt um and but doing so gives you the boomerang that you can then use to like summon wind and you blow up a giant flower and you cure the forest area and then you do this a couple other times um there's like a lava place you do this there's the water place you do this you're really scratching off the zelda scorecard here uh the monsters all look kind of cool one's like a fire monster you shoot in the face with an arrow and the other is like a giant fish that is a lot cooler to look at than to actually play against uh in the middle of this there's like this giant wild west showdown where you're like you save this little kakariko village kakariko village i think it's kakariko village and like your your cadre of like like the kids you you hung out with in this little village are all there because it's safer there or so you think because this giant goblin monster comes down on like a pig he's riding this giant pig and he grabs one of the kids and it's like this dramatic slow motion thing and it's like the coolest thing in the world and you and as this is happening you get your horse epona back and like you come storming in just as the kid just as the kid is grabbed and it's like this cool tens like cinematic thing and you're like oh my god you chase him down the freaking hillian fields and you were like shooting arrows at him or i don't think you're shooting arrows at him yet you might be shooting arrows at him and you're trying to get the kid back and you do and you but you have in order to do that you get to this bridge where you have this jousting fight and it is like the coolest thing they try to do it again down the later in the game it doesn't work quite as well but i digress you're the littlest kid ends up owning the shop because he's like the smartest businessman there somehow and it's it's all like fun fun like slice of life parts of zelda yeah yeah uh there's this other part where you have to rescue the this young zora who's like the prince or princess of the water area at this dry lake bed but the lake bed has water again right um something happens there it's really boring you have to protect her carriage that goes this roundabout way for some stupid reason um stuff happens more stuff happens none of it's really important because obviously i don't remember much of it 
Um, yeah. Yeah, so you, you save all the places. You get all these mask pieces. Right, you're trying to get the mask pieces because you want to break into Hyrule Castle. Where Ganon, Ganondorf, the bad guy is. He's supposed to be sealed away, but he really isn't. Uh, or he was unsealed. They unsealed Ganon. Or he possesses Xanth, who's like this evil twilight monster. Um, what happens? How do you... What what goes on there? Something goes on. There's some, like, thing. You get the MacGuffins. The plot moves forward. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember what happens. Oh, no. Uh... Uh, oh, yeah, 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 okay, so you, like, you cure the world of darkness, um, everything's starting to look up, but then it doesn't, because Ganon strikes back, almost kills Midna, and leaves you stuck in wolf form, oh, no, Zant does, because you don't know this is Ganon yet, this is all Zant's doing still, but you get it cured with the Master Sword, uh, and with that, you get the ability to turn back into a wolf and teleport, and it's all good. The map opens up. It's a lot of fun. But as far as the plot goes, so then you have to find these giant mask pieces that you can use to make Midna stronger, so Midna can break through this giant diamond shield thing that has surrounded Hyrule Castle. And you do that. You go get the MacGuffins to do so with, like, a time temple. You get all these, and, like, a temple in the sky. You get all these neat doodads to do that with. Like a rod that controls owls, it's not as cool as like the claw shot you get and stuff like that. And then you do all this, right? 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 You got all this. And you go to like the desert temple and there's a giant fossil rat for some reason. You fight a dragon, you fight a giant spider. Um So yeah, at the end of the day you get the giant mask, right? And the giant but in between all of this you also meet up with your last missing friend. And have like this weird David Lynchian moment where she's like spinning around in circles, upside down, laughing creepily while you learn the history of Hyrule. And it's all like, what? Who gave who gave the art student the keys to the Zelda franchise? And it's really cool. And then it never really hits that like high point again, but it's still really cool. And you get to the final temple where you have to break through. Hyrule itself. No, first you have to go to the Twilight Realm because you have to defeat Zant, who's the Ursur usurper, because you find out he's like taken over the Twilight Realm, which is its own realm separate from the human realm, but they've tried expanding to the, not the human realm, the Hyrule Realm. And, and, um, you find out he's disposed the royalty there, and that royalty is Midna. So you have to go take care of the, uh, defeat Zant, and you think that'll save the day, but it really doesn't, because once you defeat Zant, he reveals Ganondorf, who is the actual bad guy who was sealed away, but they failed to seal him away all the way completely. And he's got like this giant glowing sword in him from when they tried to seal him away. And like, he's the big bad guy, so he's not protecting Hyrule. Was he protecting? Yeah, he was protecting Hyrule Castle. So you break back into Hyrule because you want to defeat Ganondorf. Um, Zelda's there. She helps you shoot light arrows at him. Um,. Big fight stuff happens. You think Midna possibly dies because she turns into a giant monster. And Ganon's like, haha, step aside. And does whatever evil dark magic thing he can do after... Oh yeah, because you freeze Zelda after Zelda's possessed by Ganon. Yeah. So, okay. 
we're still we're still fighting Ganon. He has like these other forms. You ride him in the desert. You fight him as a giant pig monster, and then you have this big climatic battle where there's like a giant magical shield around you, and everything's like on fire. Or it looks it looks like it's on fire. And you just have this big fight, big violent sword fight, and then you stab him in his his already gaping chest hole where they tried to seal him away and failed, and you get like this ah, ah thing going on, and and then Ganondorf. He he dies. Yeah, he dies, and then you can tell he dies because you see Zant in heaven, and he cracks his neck, and it's like Ganondorf dies. So peace settles on Hyrule, and you find Minna's back to life. But Minna's back to life as what Minna looked like before she was the imp. So so like 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 waifu bait, hentai bait. Yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Mhm mm mhm. Mm yep yep. These are words people use. Uh. And then she goes back to the Twilight Realm and breaks the mirror to the Twilight Realm, which is the only way to... Oh, yeah, because that's one of the things you had to do is you had to find the pieces to the mirror to get to the Twilight Realm. Yeah. Yeah. So she breaks the mirror to the Twilight Realm, thus severing the connection for good after this, like, tearful goodbye. That's all, like, heartwarming, and everything goes back to normal, and you see Link ride back to his quiet little village, and all the characters he met along the way are all doing their own little thing. And it's all like peace has settled back in this place. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's Twilight Princess, I think. Yup. Hmm. So this is all I've got. Yeah. This was weird. I have fulfilled my blood oath to Tucker. Bev, you can uh take that that weird thing back to him. And tell him I am free until the next podcast. Okay. Well, good night, everyone. I'm closing up the, the XP bar official cidery. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Good night. Hi everyone, this is Michael. I'm here with Bev. You can't see her right now, but she's here. She's uh, uh, practicing on Duolingo. She's got Duolingo now. She's trying to learn another language. I'm proud of you, Bev. It's a it's a good goal. Um, so I'm here with another bootleg bar. I don't know what these things are for, but I need to feed the content machine. So I wanted to run a theory by everyone to make up for the fact that I only did three games rather than four in the last bootleg bar. So I this I've had this idea, right? You know, Kingdom Hearts. The plot doesn't make the most sense, but things are happening. And originally it's set up that it's like Sora's dream and stuff, but then it's really not because Kingdom because that scene where Sora's mom is like, Sora, it's time for dinner is there, but then it's not there. Like, I mean, it's still there, obviously, but, like, Kingdom Hearts 2 happens and negates all of that. But, uh... The entire time, the entire plot is hinged on this idea of Kingdom Hearts. What is Kingdom Hearts? They never really tell you, but you know it's where they seal all the, 
the the, the darkness and you know that everyone wants it because it's a place of power what that power is isn't 100% clear but it's okay because you're going to find out in a later game right right anyway I wanted to posit a theory because you know it Kingdom Hearts plays with this idea that you connect different nodes different worlds Bev's giving me a weird look it's okay Bev um, like they're different worlds and while they aren't explicitly connected to each other they're they're kind of siloed into one another they're kind of siloed into their own places typically people don't go from world to world but you know that there's like this idea that you can go through different worlds you know you can kind of travel around um, if you have a keyblade or whatever because of the magic that kind of underlies the universe and that magic is kind of hinged on kingdom hearts I think maybe I don't know it sounds good so kingdom hearts is kind of centered on like Disney worlds right you know the worlds you go to they're Disney places with one exception there's also a Final Fantasy world and one of the one of the place the groups that can kind of move around here one of the one of the like one kind of beings that can are the Moogles because they can go like they're like hi Koopo and they're in like every different plane you go to but like Final Fantasy is canonically here and there's another game world that isn't in a Kingdom Hearts game but it doesn't necessarily need to be um, where there are Moogles right obviously I'm talking Monster Hunter yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, a Moogle is teleported into the Monster Hunter world, and he's like, how did I get here? And then a Behemoth is there, and a Behemoth is also in Kingdom Hearts. What I wanted to get at is, what if Kingdom Hearts... Is... Bev's approaching me with one of those large cranes that you usually pull people off stage with, but she's not using it yet. You know what I mean? Um, so what if... No, Bev, please don't. Monst Monster Hunter is Kingdom Hearts, yeah? Yeah, because, you know, Monster Hunter has, like, this, this like... It's like this hub world now because you get like Geralta Rivera's there and winds up there. So you know it's connected to the Witcher universe. There's like a connection to the Horizon Zero Dawn universe, the Resident Evil universe. And that's just this one game, the Mega Man universe. I'm going to ignore the fact these are all Capcom. Um, so, yeah, what if Monster Hunter is Kingdom Hearts? Okay, Bev, no, no, no. You can put the can away. No! 